Speaking of the podcast, did you mean it when you said we're going to try doing some weekly? Uh, well, we are doing it right now. Yeah, yeah. This so... is weekly. Do you not remember? We did one. One came out on Saturday, yeah, and now we're going did, to do weekly. But if, in fairness to me, we did record it two weeks ago, so that's why yes. I'm but in confused. fairness to you, you're also an idiot. Yes. <laughs> Welcome everyone to episode 68 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. My name is Nick Page. I'm joined as ever by my good friend Joe Davis. Hello. Hello. And welcome home. You? Welcome Thank you. Home. Thank there we you. go again. <laughs> yes, I've been away in yeah. the uh, Emerald Isle of which more later in the podcast. Yes, indeed. Really. But let's let's start with gratitude as I'm sure Shall we? Right thing. Shall we? Hey, you lovely people who've been giving to the podcast. Thanks so much. They've been coming in their twos and fives and even a ten or two. So thank you very much, uh, good people, for um, supporting the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and it will be yeah. good of you. Yeah, thank you. We'll get some equipment. Um, it will be good. Um, so this is what we're going to do, uh, people, is we're going to experiment for a few weeks on doing a weekly podcast because, um, frankly, we think the world deserves a great deal more of our opinions and uh, more regularly. Um, and, and we're going we're gonna to try and do... Uh, they might be a little bit shorter, they might be a little bit terser, but we're going to try and do a weekly, a weekly dose and see if it's... Um, I'm not sure if it's sustainable, advisable or even legal, but we'll give it a go. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so there you go. Now, Minsmere. It's oh yes. Yeah, well, I, not much to say except to the good people who are coming. I'll be sending you an email with all the details in the next week or so. We will be going away on the seventh of June, and of course, the weather will be glorious because I've ordered it. Okay, great. Uh, it's good to have a profit organising your uh, travel. And just to say, some people, are, I, I sense a few concerns. There are going to be at least four women there, so that's good. Rachel's coming. I don't suppose Claire's, but Rachel is. Rachel is a good and wise woman. So for those who are female in mid-faith crisis, fear not. There is one, at least one voice of um, decorum and sense. And uh, how else? How do you describe Rachel? I can't describe my own wife. Uh, very wise, calm, quiet. And someone whose spirituality has been honed through deep suffering. <laughs> You've got a point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a tremendous patience about her. I, I don't know where it all comes from. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, talking of suffering, what have you been up to? Uh, a bit of this, a bit of that. I've been enjoying the gardens of Sussex with their azaleas mm. and their rhododendrons. And also, we started a new film club. So, well, we had the film club, as you know, the Monday night film club. But it sort of morphed to Mondays and Wednesdays, because, as we know, it's only £3.50 at the Connor on a Wednesday. So we started Soul Place at the Movies. So okay, there. and where do people find out about this? Uh, the Facebook, I believe. Yeah, the Facebook. All, the Facebook. I mean, if you're living in the sort of Worthingish area, join the group. It just tells you when we're going to the cinema. There's a group of us. We often have noodles on the pier beforehand. But yeah, it's great. Is that is that a euphemism? No, it isn't. It is actually Mr. Toy's noodles, which are excellent, as we know, and we eat them on the pier. How could that be yeah. a euphemism? I don't know. Actually, I heard <laughs> that Worthing. One peer of the year. It did win peer of the year for the I can't second time. We haven't celebrated that. I know. Uh, no, it's true. I can't. I keep forgetting to mention it. But that can, may I congratulate you on behalf of your peer? Thank you. 
Uh, it's a tremendous honour. Yes, yeah. no, it is genuinely fantastic. Hey, um, I want to mention. I mean, there's no, there's no easy segue into a sad bit of news, but I do want to mention uh, yeah. a sad bit of news about Rachel Held Evans and just how sad and sorry we are, and how our deep felt uh, love and thoughts are with the family at this time, Dan and the kids. Um, that's just a terrible thing. Rachel Held Evans, a wonderful author, uh, died very unexpectedly, only thirty-seven years old. And um, and she really is a wonderful author. In fact, I had said to Rachel, I've got this book here. There it is, inspired. I was saying, after I've read that, I want to get her on the podcast. And well, there you go. Life is uh, takes twists and turns and are unexpected. And um, she really was a great voice of, uh, for want of a better phrase, progressive Christianity and just a wonderful writer. And uh, hmm. yeah, very, very sad. Yeah, certainly is. Uh, so there we are. Wanted to wanted to mention that. Speaking of wonderful female authors, uh, Ruth Valero has offered oh, to come on the show. I thought it was a segue to me. No, sorry. Point number Who? one: Ruth is going to come on the show uh, in September. Point number two: I've got another friend. I mean, he's an up and coming author, mm. Uh, mm. but he shows real promise, and he's just had a book out, and I'm going to be interviewing him about it next week. And who is this uh, friend of yours? His name is Nick Page. It's, it is indeed. <laughs> yeah, I got it, a book out. Um, it, it comes. I, we're recording this on the Tuesday. It officially comes out in two days' time. I'll be doing some sort of publicity for it. It's called The Badly Behaved Bible, and I think we'll talk about it next week. Yes, let's do that. Uh, great. Thank you. Uh, so... Um, just before we get underway, can I read a couple of emails? Yeah, yeah. May I? Okay, so firstly from Helen, says this, Dear Joe and Nick, I was talking about the Trinity with my husband, brackets, he's a Baptist minister, and told him of your version, Father, Son and Floaty Thing. He suggested Scary God, Solid God and Spooky God, followed by Sporty <laughs> God and Ginger God. <laughs> I like that. Well done. Thank you. I do like the idea of the extending the Trinity to exactly. become the Spice five, Girls. Five in one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, we've had one from Pete who says this. Hello, Joe and Nick. I religiously listen to your podcast every week at the gym whilst on the treadmill. It helps to relieve the boredom. Your episode on the rapture reminded me of a true story. Many years ago, I worked at a big publishing company and one of the printers there was an old saint called Alan. I can tell this story now as Alan has, in inverted commas, gone to glory. And uh, he says this. One day, Alan was busy working at the printing press when he needed to visit the toilet. After a few minutes, he came back into the factory and discovered to his horror that everybody had completely vanished. There wasn't a soul in sight. Poor Alan. He wandered, he wandered around the factory floor looking for someone, anyone. A number of machines had been left on. Here and there were half-drunk cups of coffee, still warm. Someone had left half a sandwich on a plate, but there was absolutely no one to be seen. The rapture had come and he had been left behind. <laughs> After a further five minutes of desperately seeking, he decided to go outside to see if there was anybody at all in the street. And there in the car park, in a blaze of light, stood his workmates ticking people's names off a sheet. It was a very sunny day. Feeling vulnerable, he went up and gratefully hugged all his colleagues who were a bit bewildered at his emotional reunion. See, unfortunately for Alan, he was completely and utterly deaf. Whilst in the toilet, he'd missed the sound of the last trumpet. He hadn't heard the fire alarm bell. And <laughs> that's a great story. I don't know, oh, I'm not, we're not laughing at the deaf, but that is a great story. And Pete, uh, Pete signs off yours as one of the elect, which is uh, tremendous. 
That's so great. Well him, done. Him and Ethel. Being the elect. Are you and Ethel so that, far. That's two rapture stories we've had on the podcast. I know. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> and neither of them actually the rapture. <laughs> More to the point. Interestingly enough. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for emailing in. If you want to send an email to the show, please do. Uh, the email address is joe at midfaithcrisis.org. Yes, not under any circumstances, Nick at midfaithcrisis.org, because you simply won't get a reply if you try. No, that. and but I, this week, though, I've had quite a good excuse. Yes. Because you have, I have so been away in the wild. You have, and that's what we're going to talk about. So, oh. Nick Page. Yes, <laughs> go better, on then. You better set <laughs> this up for us a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How, what, why? What is it and where did you go? Let's Let's start there. Right. So it is a bit of a weird thing. I um I, I went. I've been on uh, an island off the south coast of Ireland. Um, I don't want it to say it was exactly like uh, Craggy Island out of Father Ted, but there were there were sort of some similarities. Anyway, um, and um, so it's quite a journey to get there. You go to a little village called Baltimore on the southwest coast of Ireland. Mm. Then you get a fer- you have to leave your car there. You get a ferry, and then you get picked up at the pier and and take her to the other side of the island. So you're miles away from anywhere. And um, the the course was actually a writing course. I went on a writing course called, uh, and it, well, writing and art, um, and it was called Wild Twins, and it's run by a novelist called uh, Paul Kingsnorth, who's written um, a couple of novels, a Booker Prize-nominated, or wow. a long list-nominated uh, uh, book called The Wake, and then more recently a book called The Beast. Um okay. And an artist called Caroline Ross, who makes all her art materials out of sort of found stuff and, you know, grinds her wow. own pigments and makes her own string and actually was wearing a, a dress made out of buckskin that she'd sewn herself with using deer oh. sinew. So we're oh, talking quite a different nice. world for me. Yeah. You know, we're talking quite, quite a... <laughs> you know, I my comfort zone is normally um, a pub or a library... <laughs> or that chair just over yeah, there from where exactly. I'm sitting. It is intriguing. So, what led? Why? Why did? What led you to go on this? Well, um, I'd felt slightly becalmed as a writer. I just felt becalmed, and so I thought, well, maybe I'll look into pro- some professional development, as I believe mm. it's called. Yes, um, indeed. I thought maybe I should go on a course. Great. And then I looked. I looked at the courses, and, and basically. Most writing courses, I don't want to boast or anything, but most writing courses, I, I have been a writer for quite a long time. Yeah. And so. they were the kind of stuff that actually I teach, you know. Um, yeah, sure. They weren't really telling me anything new. And then I came across this one. I'd been a, uh, on Paul Kingsdorf's email list for some time. And it was just a bit mad, really. It was a bit different. <laughs> it was about like getting it. the wild into your yeah, writing. yeah getting nature in there and, and, I don't know, you know, sniffing seaweed and stuff like that. And, you know. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I, um, and so I uh, I didn't know whether to go on it or not. And then, wonderfully, my, my wonderful wife sort of tipped the balance by paying the deposit as my Christmas present. Ah. So if I hadn't had that, probably, quite possibly, I wouldn't have gone on it. But she... Yeah forced me and it's always good i think to have people in your life who tip you out of your comfort zone because i'm quite risk averse mm. uh, yeah, and you've I'm... always done this i mean your 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 <laughs> wonderful habit of just announcing things on yeah, the podcast like they... like for example earlier they a guest a guest that we're having that i didn't know yeah well only found out today 
yeah, I like the uh, fact that you just announce it, though. Oh, You're right. kind of like, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, or an event we're, we're doing that I didn't know about, <laughs> you know. Um, and, and. Look, it's not a strong point of mine. <laughs> no, but you see, I'm not, this interesting yeah. thing, isn't it? How it's good to it's good to befriend yeah. or be, yes, be in yeah. a kind of a, 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 a relationship with people who are going to yeah. push you a little bit Very out of your comfort zone. Yeah, so sure. Claire just did it. She didn't think about yeah. it. She just did it. So before I knew, knew I was going, so um, it was good from that point of view. What is is um, eight writers norm, normally eight writers and eight artists. It was less than that. Um, but a certain amount of writers might, uh, and working with artists to create art out of nature, go and explore kinds of others. And you make everything. You make your own quill pens. Wow. I learned how to make quill pens. I learned how to, to make ink. But you've got a pen thing going on anyway, so that would have been exciting for you. That's not taking you not taking you out of your comfort zone exactly to spending time with pens. Yeah, but my pens are all nice fountain pens. They're yeah, not okay. kind of like quills, so you have to cut them yourself and, okay. I don't know, st- strangle yeah. a goose to do so. No, you don't. But anyway. <laughs> um, and so that's where I was, and it, it was really interesting. I that One of the interesting things is I didn't end up writing very much. Um but I right. suddenly re- so I suddenly realised I was quite bored with with words. Mm. So and, does that uh, mean you were doing art? Yeah, I ended up doing a lot of art. And right. you know that um, people people sort of have this thing about art, you know, because they think that 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 it's always about being judged. And people, so people think I can't do it very well. You know, I don't know if you do much oh, art. No, well, um, I want but, to. But people always say, "Well, I'm not going to do it because I'm not. I'm not very good yeah. at it." I don't think that's the point at all. I want no. to talk about that in a little bit. But yeah. I just enjoyed the thing of just doing right. some art because it was teaching me a whole load of different stuff, really. Okay, so let's drill down a bit more into the detail for us, into the detail of the experience. Yeah. Okay. Well, so one of the really interesting things, and you, I think, encounter this more than I do, because I I work in uh, really quite a predominantly Christian environment really mm. one of the interesting things was spending a lot of time with people whose spirituality is very different mm. to you mm. um or at least it seems different on the surface so so these were people who talked a lot about um you know the the numinous the, the, mm. wanting to engage with the mystical in nature mm. Mm. wanting to imagine yourself yeah. into the mind of a crab wow which is quite a fun thing to do actually imaginatively <laughs> Uh, but you know and learning <laughs> so what you random. listening to nature listening to nature and, yeah. and going out there and experiencing it and um and seeing signs in in nature you know uh, so what, what do you mean by that well i mean um what if uh, one night so one night paul kingsnorth was just talking about and this is an amazing thing paul kingsnorth was just talking about you know uh nature speaking to us nature communicating yeah. with us um yeah what he called the wild will give us the words, which is interesting. It was just going outside. Well, I, really, if you boiled it down, like going outside will help you to think, really. Yeah. Uh, but but he also said sometimes you'll get a a real some strong message and, and what he called a visitation. And at the very moment of him talking about that, a fox walked past the window behind where he was. I mean, really close yeah, to the. We were in a timing. small room. Yeah. And and this fox and it stopped and it looked in and then it went on. And it was a young fox because it clearly wasn't afraid of anybody. So we all went out and sort of <laughs> saw this, fo- encountered this fox. <laughs> and people it, it were trying yeah. to interpret this. What did this sort of mean? Or, yeah. you know. Um, 
And what it struck me was that actually uh, there isn't much difference between their spirituality and my spirituality. It's it's just about yeah. the nouns, really. Yeah. It's about what you call something. Yes. So exactly. like uh, like you have often in the podcast, maybe yeah. you want to revisit this a little yeah. bit. Is talked about using the divine for God yeah. instead of God. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's something that they those people would resonate with very strongly. Just because God has become a bit of a toxic word, or a word with a lot of baggage for people. And yeah, you know, yeah. we mean an old man with a beard, sort of, you know, that I know it's a bit childish, but that is what people think we mean when we say yeah. God sometimes. So find other language, and the divine doesn't have that same trigger um, as God does. Mm. Yeah, now we've spoken about this because I, I find that harder because I, 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 you know, mm. don't, I doesn't to me have that sense of personal relationship. But for these, the people I was on the course with, I think, yeah, you know, if you replace the word wild with God or nature yeah, with God, exactly. they, they, we would be talking very, very similar things. Yeah, exactly. Now, obviously, we differ in some other areas, but but that desire to engage with something bigger, to be part of something larger than themselves, in this case. Um, you know the the, the wilderness uh, was very very strong in people, and I think Christianity on the whole has sort of missed a trick with that. Really, mm. it's yeah. maybe why maybe why the sort of Celtic Christianity came back well, so again, strongly. I, again, I think part of you know you say you know it's not personal enough for you, but I think I think in sort of a lot of our backgrounds, the personal relationship with Jesus or the personal relationship with God was dare I say it, overemphasized. Yeah. And and suddenly there's no mystery anymore. Yes. And, yet, yes. and yet God, by very definition, is mystery. Yes. So it's recovering, I guess, that sense of balance. It's not that one can't have a relationship, but relationship is a very inadequate word to describe the kind of union between you and your essence and the divine essence and all of those things. And so recovering a bit of mystery to it all and using language that helps us, it seems to me, is a wholly appropriate thing to do. I think that's very good. And that is, in a sense, what happened as well for me. In the, uh, I tend to be quite, or I have been quite analytical about things uh, in the past, you know, and, and I suppose I'm a bit of a... You're a control freak, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, no I like, I'm careful, uh, and I don't trust anybody. No, oh, um, no that's different. No, it's not true. <laughs> I, I, but I think uh, mystery, getting the mystery back in there, has been a journey yeah. I've been on. And the other thing that that really struck me, and I suppose this is, you know, something that I really want to bring back and think about, was that. Uh, about ten days before the course, or a week before the course, I'd I was quite ill still, mm. and I woke at night thinking, oh, I've got to go and give a talk the next day to a group of people, and in the end, I I couldn't do it because I was ill. But the topic of the talk that I was decided to talk about was on paying attention, right. the importance of paying attention, mm. and uh, I'd even sort of drafted a bit in the middle of the night. It was about two o'clock in the morning. I was tapping away, thinking, oh, you know, here's some ideas about it. In the end, I, I didn't go, but um. The, when I got to the course, one of the major, one of the days, one of the core days was about how we pay attention. Mm. It was all about that, mm. and I, I just so I think it's you can look at it a number of ways. You can say, well, it's just coincidence, or it's just this. You're making patterns that are there, or you can say, well, actually, there is a mystery, and there is a kind of flow, mm. and there is, and this is part of the way that prayer may actually sort of work. That it, and and in fact, we need to attend to this. Yeah. Really. 
there's a synchronicity going on. Yeah, I think so. Undeniable. Yeah. 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 Because it seems to me that that paying attention is is something that we just don't do. Really, we live in an endlessly distracted culture. Yeah. Everything is aiming to distract you. Okay, so so let's let's uh, let's ask a practical question. Let's just Mm. say you want to encourage someone like me or our listeners to pay more attention. What do you actually mean by that? And what would it look like? How would we do that? Well, um, one of the reasons I was thinking about this is because uh, I read a book by a French theologian, a philosopher called Simone Weil, or Weil. I never know if it's Weil or Weil. Anyway, um, and she wrote a lengthy essay in there on paying attention. And she said... um, that really, prayer, she redefined prayer as paying attention, as attentiveness to oh, God. Yes. yes, that's interesting. I really like that, um, that idea uh, of prayer being us attending a, to God, uh, paying attention to God. Because so often our prayer life is transactional. It's like, you know, we want yeah. something out of God. Yeah. We want this to happen. It's actually attending to his voice, attending to um, mm. what's happening, attending to his presence in others. Uh, attending to the uh, attending to ourselves to see well what what does our what do our lives tell us about ourselves and our own spiritual formation mm. um so i think that that idea of paying attention is really really important you're speaking uh, my language here. i know I this it. is the scary just, scary thing I because i i was sacrificing goats on exactly. beaches you i was just a, yeah da- dancing your famous dance of the seagull <laughs> Or is it the dance that scares the seagull? I can never work it out. Uh, no, it's it's. It, I knew you feel this way, and it, and it was very interesting for me. To, oh, I do to, love to get it. Into but, this. but tell, but tell, tell me still. I mean, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you've, you've, you've emphasised how important it is. Yeah. But you haven't really told right. us how well, one to pay attention. Okay, all right. Here's a simple thing, and you can probably suggest some things as well because it's the yeah. kind of whiffly thing that you do a lot. <laughs> I do. It, one of the things I always say to people about paying attention is go and draw it. Go and draw something. That's good. Pick up. This comes back to the earlier thing about art. You know, everybody's so scared of art because they think I'm not. I can't draw. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant here. It's not about drawing. It's about seeing. So if you went out into the, in this lovely weather, if it's still yeah. lovely by the time you hear this podcast, yeah. even if even if it isn't, and you yeah. pick a leaf, for example, and you just look at that leaf and you draw that leaf in as much detail as you can, you will really see yeah. that leaf. You will pay attention to it. Yeah. Um mostly we don't do that mostly what we do is take a picture of something on our phones and that's not really yes. paying attention to it no that's not paying attention to it at all no I that's just recording yeah. it for later or or recording it so that we can show it off and i speak as someone who likes instagram and, and does all that mm. but i for me that's been really a, a great way of being uh, mindful and centered and i was going to say re- the thing is you can't you can't pay attention to something and draw it without being present to it no you can't, you can't be thinking about brexit and drawing a leaf i imagine no that's right and you can't be thinking about all the thing, all the various things there are to worry about all you can really do is be in the present moment with the leaf that's right in front of you here now mm. and i think you know whenever you're in the present moment you're where god is yeah, and I've I used, used that. I used the God word, advice. You did well done. Thank you. Um, I've used that uh, as times when times when I'm anxious, because as you say, it's very good to get mm. you just in, not stop yeah. you thinking about the future, but just think about that thing in front of you. Um, so do, you could do a drawing. Um, 
you could you could try a bit of listening to people instead of speaking. I, this is hard for me, but I I do try it as well to really attend to what's going on in their lives, to ask uh, great questions and to really listen to the answers. Yeah. Or even ask a mundane question like "How are you?" and then really listen to what is said. Mm. Um, so to really attend to our loved ones and attend to even our mm. unloved ones, yeah. and try and hear where they are um, and see them. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's I think what I would Brilliant. do. What about? I mean, do you have times? You probably have exercises where you yeah we do, do this well, kind of thing. Yeah, we do. I mean, I mean that thing about really listening to people. A is one of I think one of the greatest gifts you can ever give mm. anyone. It gives such respect and dignity to them. But we we've had to learn, especially people like me, loudmouths. Uh, We've had to learn the skills to do that. It doesn't mm. necessarily come easy. So, you know, when we're together as a group in Soul Place, you know, we only one person can speak at a time at a very practical level. No one, no jumping in. Right. So we have a we have a way of, you know, a very simple listening device so that whoever's holding the cross or the shell or whatever it is, that any other new age symbol we can find in the house. <laughs> which, I mean, uh, you know, but whoever's holding that, they, they get to speak and everyone else has the opportunity to listen to that person and then when they put that down we don't talk for 20 seconds so you're not mm. jumping down people's throats when they've made a statement but That's really so, so that listening thing is good but i think i think the other thing is you know i mean i guess one of the practices that are in religions and non-religions is is breath and you know perhaps that's the most primal form of prayer there is as i think we've said before you know you know, some people say that there in the origins of Yahweh was was breath. Yeah. Right. You know, the in-breath being the Yah and the out-breath being the way, you know. So rather than we're not allowed to say God's name because it's blasphemy, you know, we never stop saying it from the moment we're born to the moment we drop dead at one level. So actually paying attention to breath is another little device to to A, pay attention, but to B, to be present to the divine within mm. you. Um, so so yeah there are exercises and the thing is we do back to what we were talking about in the last podcast was well it takes training you don't just don't just change overnight you don't just no. suddenly become a centered person who's present and living in the present moment and everything you actually have to train to switch off social media uh, for a little while in order mm. to notice what's going on around you and to see the colours in the flowers and the sunsets and in your garden and on your way to work and all this. You know, it, it just takes experimenting with different practical measures. It's not all a kind of super spiritual practice, like it's somehow devoid from the earthy practices of having to wash up and, you know, change the oil in the car, or, you know, whatever your job yeah. list is. No, it's part of the whole thing it's a seamless whole mm. all of it great well, i mean i think that, that when you were talking about listening being a gift uh, there's a quote from uh, simone wiles she says Att attention is the rarest and purest form of generosity yeah uh, and that. i think that's yeah. true and you can be generous to yourself as well and attend to yourself absolutely uh, attend to the world around you and attend to each other um yeah so i, I it, it was a good week uh, you know lots to think about um, and I, I suppose one of the other things to take out of it is, look, you know, I had to do it because I felt I'd plateaued. I felt I wasn't oh. going anywhere. And and we've often said on this podcast as well that actually nobody is going to take responsibility for your spiritual formation except you. Exactly right. 
you know, and 100%. and sometimes it's good to go somewhere where which is outside your comfort zone to disrupt things, to give you new things to yeah. think about, to 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 just loosen the shackles a bit. Um, and I think God honors that, and you know, you'll yeah. you'll find uh, you'll find new tools, new ways of thinking. I'm not exactly going to become, you know, I'm not going to go out and make my clothing out of roadkill. Uh, or, or no, it's no, funny, I, tried I thought that. you did. <laughs> well, only a cod piece, and it was. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. Uh, but no, I'm not going to do that. But I am going to try and sort of slow down and pay more time attending and, uh, you know, and just learn those lessons. Great. Anyway, there we go. And, and uh, again, uh, thank you for that. And uh, next week I shall be interviewing the up-and-coming author, the Nick oh, Page. Oh, Lord, it's going to be a double whammy for um, me, isn't it? Yeah, but um, just to say uh, to the listeners, you know, what do you do? What are your practices? What are you finding really helpful? I'd love to hear from you. So do do send in an email, joe, J-O-E, at midfaithcrisis.org. Love to hear from you. Great. Thank you for listening. And we will be back next week. We sure will. We think. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs>